welcome to the Creed Martial Art Podcast, where we talk about everything from martial arts, fitness, business, and so much more. Welcome to Creed Podcast number four. I can't believe it, but here we are. Um, my name is Mike, and I'm one of the coaches at Creed Martial Arts. I'm also one of the owners, and I'm joined with my good friend, Jamie, who's also uh, one of the, the co-owners of this and uh, the fitness genius. So welcome, Jamie. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, you won't be by, by the time we're done. Just kidding. <laughs> if you already know right now, you can see I'm in the driver's seat. Normally, it's Jamie that's leading this, but uh, it's my turn to, to interview you, Jamie. And so you're in the hot seat, and uh, we're going to have some fun today. We're, we're going to hear some, some, uh, some awesome stuff about your life and your past and, and whatnot. And mixed in there, you don't know this, but it's going to be some truth and dare. Only if you're, only if you're game, though, Jamie. Let's do it. Why not? Serious? Yeah, let's do okay. it. Let's do this. All right. Uh, I'm going to start firing away. Dog or cat? Dog. Okay. Burger or pizza? Burger for sure. If you know anything about me, if I go to a restaurant, the only thing I ever order is a burger. boy. <laughs> uh, candy or chocolate? Yes. <laughs> One or the other? No, that's too hard. Yes. <laughs> Skittles, <laughs> cardio or weights? Weights. Yeah, well, you're pretty good at this. Uh, truth or dare, so I'm going with truth. Uh, is your hair naturally this awesome or do you use product? <laughs> I think it's a little bit to do with genetics and uh, I use a little bit of hair product to make it kind of shine, but it's a little crazy right now with this uh, COVID uh, isolation thing. So I haven't gotten cut in uh, a month or so. All right. Any tips for old man hair like mine? <laughs> Just I kidding. Think, no, uh, no, that's not good. No, I'd like to dive into this. I think uh, the reason why you're having your hair thinned a little bit is the uh, the mullet stage you had, and it's coming back to bite oh. you. <laughs> uh, let's not go there. I think we should post a picture after the podcast. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, what do you do currently for a, a living there, Jeannie? So uh, if people know me, I, I like to be kind of a, a busy guy, but uh, my main occupation is I work for the Canadian military and I am uh, one of three fitness coordinators that we oversee about 10,000 military members here in the Ottawa area, so the NCR, so Ottawa and the, a little bit on the Quebec side. And we're responsible for providing fitness and fitness testing for the military. So that's kind of my... Uh, my nine to five job and then uh, I jumped on uh, as a co-owner of Creed Martial Arts about uh, three and a half years ago and I've actually just dived into a little bit of the consulting side of things so uh, some weekends I'll, I'll kind of fly out uh, across southern Ontario. <laughs> so are you ADD? <laughs> You're busy. I Yeah I'm, uh, I'm quite busy but I, I like to stay busy so. That's awesome. I know your story, but I think most people, you hold your cards kind of close to their heart and, uh, uh, and you don't like to brag, so this is your time. Um, you like origin stories, I like origin stories, so how'd you get here? You know, I know your story is you had some big dreams as a kid and, and some of those dreams busted apart because of some health issues and, and then you start dreaming again. And if you could just tell us your, your origin story, how you got to where you're at right now, that'd be awesome. All right, we going right from the start. Yeah, not no. This is this is PG. So like, <laughs> just kidding. 
<laughs> not from the beginning beginning but we're we're, we're starting from the, the start uh yeah so uh, uh some people kind of know my my story but a lot of people don't uh, i like to kind of tell the my story as uh i've always lived my life wanting to be normal and every <laughs> stage of my life i have been not normal so uh grew up in a homeschooling family so from Grade one, grade to grade twelve, I was homeschooled, which uh, I was super thankful for. I I learned uh, a lot being homeschooled. Um, I was one of three being homeschooled, so there was lots of uh, I don't know how my mom did it. I know uh, some parents are doing the homeschooling thing right now during COVID, but she signed up for it. So uh, <laughs> I am actually extremely dyslexic myself, so I did have a learning problem or learning. Uh, issue that uh, gave me a little bit extra time as as a kid to get my work done and and make sure that uh, I know everything so I can get into university so that was kind of childhood growing up um, love sports so I do, dove into hockey and soccer as a as a kid and that was kind of my main drivers I lived and breathed hockey and soccer in the in the summer I'd be shooting pucks uh, my grandfather has a barn, so we'd be shooting the side of the barn. And then, uh, you know, uh, soccer too was king. So we'd be out. I had a soccer net in my backyard. So we'd be out there practicing and neighborhood kids would come around and uh, play some games of uh, soccer. And it was outdoor rink in the, in the winter. Uh, so, yeah, sports were heavily involved in my life. And then uh, around 14 is when my life kind of changed is uh again going back to not being normal is uh, i end up finding finding out that uh, i had a rare bone disease so uh i won't get into all the details of that on how that happened but uh, basically the doctor said uh, you have a rare bone disease which is called leg calf perthes and uh, basically the blood flow from the leg to the hip was cut off and uh, it deformed the femoral head which is kind of your your hip socket and so at 14, uh, basically they said, uh, uh, we're not going to do surgery now, but you do have one leg that's longer than the other. So we're going to actually put two pins in your good knee so that your left leg will grow. So 14 years old, I had knee surgery and they basically told me, hey, yeah, you're going to you know, go throughout your life and you'll probably need a hip replacement by 45, 50. That's just yeah. reality. And the doctor said, uh, basically, go out, play, you know, recreation sports. Um, you might want to think about not playing competitive sports. And to me, that was a big uh, driver to go play competitive sports. So I switched <laughs> yeah, my they focus. Told you no. <laughs> they told me no. So they, yeah. So I switched my focus completely to soccer. And uh, basically, that was my life. That was what made me feel normal is... Uh, being part of a team and the team I was part of, uh, of was uh, actually really, really good. And uh, we had, ended up being ranked like 27th in Canada at one point for our record. So we were, Oh, good for you. We were quite high. So I just pushed myself uh, to take it to the next level. And uh, so end up uh, going to the Academy level, which is uh, basically the route to getting a soccer scholarship. And, uh, that was that was my main goal. That's what I wanted to do. Uh, although I did have you know these issues with my hip, and it started becoming apparent um, 
you know, 16, 17, things were kind of turning for the worse. And uh, my hip health deteriorated to the point that uh, I couldn't walk upstairs without uh, almost falling over. I'd be walking in the middle of the kitchen and then I'd just collapse. So uh, it basically got to the point that uh, I couldn't play soccer anymore. Oh no. And uh, then uh, there was a doctor here in Ottawa uh, that said uh, they can do uh, kind of a new surgery that uh, is out for, for what I have but uh, it's a three surgery in one and it's quite extensive. And at that point I was uh, 17 turning 18. And uh, at that point I said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, anything to get back to soccer. And so I ended up having that surgery at, uh, I believe I was 18, maybe turning 19. Uh, it ended up being a 10 hour surgery. There were some, um, I'm going to say severe complications because the predict, uh, predicted, uh, Time length was only four to five hours, and uh, I ended up losing significant amount of blood, and uh, had severe uh, nerve damage uh, coming out of it. So, waking up in that hospital was a, a big reality check that uh, I wouldn't be walking for the next uh, six months, no weight bearing, and then a long recovery on top of that. With uh, I had to learn how to walk again. So, I've done the whole uh, stand in the parallel. Uh, scene in the movies where yeah you, you know you can't uh the person is kind of standing there and they just can't take a step and they they don't know why they can't take a step uh so uh, i went through that process i lived that so that was uh quite mentally draining uh six months no weight bearing like i said and then uh i had to have a follow-up surgery the next year in order to remove some metal that they had uh, placed in my hip uh, it was, I was supposed to be in the hospital for you know, around uh, three or four days for that second surgery. And, uh, I was in such good shape that they sent me home that night. So I was only there for a day. Uh, I spent, all, yeah, I spent almost a month in recovery uh, at the hospital and I did not want to spend any more time at a hospital. So I can still, if I close my eyes and I think about it, I can still flash back to, uh, that hospital room. So. It's right. definitely uh, it's definitely a real thing. So I was back on the recovery path, and uh, again I was another six months uh, no weight bearing, and then uh, learning how to walk again was a little bit easier this time because the nerve damage wasn't as bad. And then uh, a year later, the doctor gave me full uh, clean bill of health and said, uh, "You can do anything that you want. Go back oh, to living your <laughs> go back to living your normal life." That's a, that's a load of that's a loaded grenade or not well, that's a grenade in a hand right yeah and so uh that didn't turn out so well because uh, i decided to do a backflip one time at a at an event <laughs> off a ledge and i landed and i end up breaking my femur up uh, <laughs> where they removed the screw so broken femur um uh, it was a pretty crazy night uh because i've been through so much that i i could actually just treat myself uh, I was telling everyone else to do, and I was coaching soccer at the time, and so I'm on the phone saying, uh, I can't make it to coach tomorrow, and I remember calling a coworker saying, yeah, I can't come into work tomorrow. I was working at a gym at the time. Uh, the paramedics are, are telling me to take pain medication, but I didn't want to because uh, as soon as you give administered drug, you can't speak for yourself, so. Uh, right. So 
a little bit of a mental case, but uh, had that another surgery at that point. Uh, so it was another uh, five, six months, no weight bearing. So I've been on crutches for about a year and a half of my life, almost two years if you put the knee surgery in there. So I know what it's like to uh, recover and, and sit and not be able to do anything, especially when my outlet was, uh, was training. So uh, finally got through all that and then uh, I jumped into, okay, well now I have to figure out what I'm gonna do as a career. And uh, I didn't know at the time, so I ended up going to uh, college and- uh, Which is a big deal because you're learning challenges, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I attacked college. I, I went in a, a general program, thought I was going to be a paramedic. That was kind of where I was thinking of going. Uh, but then I fell in love with the physiology anatomy side of things. And uh, I got into the training side. So I transferred programs, did uh, fitness and health promotion diploma, and uh, just loved every minute of it. But it was definitely a grind. Um, but love the practical part of it. And college is very practical. So uh, I, I could uh, definitely get my way through college. Uh, ended up bridging over to university. Uh, they took kind of the top students that applied for it. You needed a certain average. So I definitely uh, uh, busted my back to get into that program. Ended up getting in. Uh, so picked up and moved to Toronto for my kinesiology degree. Uh, so I did that, uh, had some extreme challenges when I got there as university is a totally different learning style. And, uh, one of the kind of things that, uh, my dyslexia does is, um, I don't have a very good short-term memory. So <laughs> join I think, the club. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd have to look at my, uh, analysis, but I think I'm in like the, the seventh or eighth percentile for short-term memory. So <laughs> Squirrels and I have uh, a really good uh, kind of brain function together. So uh, awesome. it's very challenging when you're sitting in a class and uh, trying to take notes because uh, if I'm focused on what I'm writing on the notes, I can't hear what's going on. So uh, schools were great and they gave me all this extra assistance uh, and they gave me uh, a laptop and a recording device so that I could record all the lectures. And uh, so I finally started recording lectures in my third year, second oh, semester. Uh, so I recorded every single lecture and uh, I had to work for every single one of my marks. Uh, basically I would record a three hour lecture and I'd have to re-listen to that three hours. So really it was six hours. So I almost have two degrees I'd like to say because uh, I had to listen to the content so much. But I think that's what kind of got me through and gave me a lot of grit and determination was uh, if I wanted to receive the marks, I'm going to have to work at it and I'm going to have to learn a little bit different. So I end up finishing university, uh, got that piece of paper, which was, uh, which was definitely uh, a successful moment in my life. And uh, especially because I wanted to be the first person in my family to get a university degree. Um, which uh, has nothing really to do with uh, university or college, but uh, my family's very blue collar, works with their hands. Yeah. And that's exactly what I would have been doing if I didn't have my hip issue. Uh, very, very good with my hands. Uh, I, was, I was made for trades, um, carpentry, uh, woodworking. Uh, my, you know, my dad's a sheet metal worker. So 
that was kind of the stuff that interests me is building things. So, and I was very good at it, but I had to have a different path because yeah. uh, of my hip. So uh, basically they said, you, you're going to have to have a desk job because uh, your hip's going to wear out eventually. So that's a long story to say that's my origin story, but uh, got that piece of paper and then uh, basically uh, moved back to Ottawa just to kind of get my life back on track. And that's kind of when uh, we picked up uh, conversations. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing. What I love about your story is this big dreams and then busted dreams. And then you, you recreate dreams and you go after it. You gave us another idea of what we should do for maybe our fifth podcast is grit. Right. We'll talk about that another time, but uh, you definitely got a lot of grit and uh, you inspire me. You always have, right? You've always been a person that you go after with, uh, what's in your heart. You go, you go completely for it. And, uh, just like the backflip. And sometimes, you know what, bad things happen and then you got to reassess and, and, and refocus. Right. So, you know, thanks a lot for sharing. And I know there's more to that story, but uh, uh, we're going to do another podcast if, if with you, <laughs> obviously with your permission, Jamie, but uh, yeah, I want to talk about grit another time, but um, uh, let's do Dare. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, because you know I'm all about body shaming you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you're so humble. You you will never flex, but I'm always encouraging you when you're doing your your your, your circuit at the end. Uh, Jamie, just roll up the sleeve, just a little flex, and you never go for it. So uh, Dare, I dare you to flex your least favorite muscle. All right. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> you No, you're not. I'm smiling. Oh, come on. If you knew oh. me as a child, this is, uh, this is uh, maybe uh, getting a little into the deep, dark secrets here. But uh, if you look at pictures of when I was in like choir and doing plays growing up, I was the most serious person ever. Okay. And like, I just never <laughs> smiled. And they called me Mr. Serious. Okay. And I've had people in the past too call me military man, which is kind of funny because I work for the military now. So, uh, no, I, I've learned to smile. So, all it's right, getting, we're gonna get more work out. You, you, you have fulfilled that one. <laughs> uh, right. How did you become? I like the story how you became part of Creed, but uh, can you share it from your words? Yeah. So uh, as as I mentioned, uh, kind of when I was interviewing you, uh, we go way back, and. Yep. Uh, we knew each other long before I was a part of Creed. And uh, so uh, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, when we first got really back introduced was a good friend of mine was going through some life, uh, life issues and uh, reached out to you. And uh, uh, that person uh, invited me to come to your class because you had invited them to come uh, kickboxing. So I don't know if you remember that, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I showed up uh, and uh, you were running the kickboxing classes and, you know, I did this kickboxing class and I was hooked and I thought, this is, uh, this is an amazing workout. Uh, I don't have a, a background in martial arts. I don't pretend to, um, but I, I definitely saw the beauty in it. And uh, that's how our relationship started talking uh, a little bit more. I was, I think I was going into my last year of university at that point. Um, and so when I moved back, you uh, you gave me a message on Facebook, uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that get your messages on Facebook, just like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Which I appreciate. And you said, hey, uh, you know, why don't you come out and check out this space? You know, uh, I see that you've just finished school. Come check this space out. And at the time, um, I thought, uh, 
I, I was debating on staying in the fitness industry just because of the, the grind that it is. Yeah. And uh, at the time I was working for a company that uh, sold gym equipment, which looked like a, a great career path, kind of blends the two business and fitness. And it's not these crazy hours. And uh, so uh, you said, oh, you know, come see the space and we'll go for coffee. So I said, all right, we'll, we'll go for coffee. So I ended up having coffee, saw the space, and you were trying to sell me on uh, creating a boot camp, and you were pushing super hard. And I remember I said <laughs> no, and you said okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then I think it was like a week later, you you messaged me again, and you're like, you you need to start a boot camp. And uh, I was trying to be polite, and I said no. <laughs> and then uh, finally, I think you asked a third time. I don't remember how you asked, but you asked a third time, and uh, I said. Uh, uh, no, but I'll come out to uh, one of your classes. Uh, I, I want to start uh, martial art journey. So came out to the class. And I think after the class, that's when I approached you and said, uh, I don't want to start my own boot camp, but I would love to uh, add a, a fitness component to what you're doing. Because I think what you were doing was, was so amazing. And I think uh, just creating something different that uh, not a lot of clubs were doing that uh, I could see myself getting involved with. And uh, you said, all right, let's do it. Let's talk details. Uh, so we did the, the back details, and uh, that's how I became part of Yeah, I love what you added to Creed, just the depth of uh, fitness and conditioning and the care for a person. If a person has any injury, you're able to talk to them about the injury and work around so they can keep exercising. I mean, it's part of your story, right? Like, uh, <laughs> just from injury, just natural injuries from sport, but also from, from a bone disease and and uh, you have just such a special skill at, at helping people continue on in their journey despite some adversity and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just absolutely love coaching with you and, and what you bring to the table, right? And, and for you, I know it's, it's also mental health too, right? And, uh, uh, and I love that that aspect is because uh, you talked about the friend that, that was going through some struggles and I invited him to kickboxing. You came and, and, and you know this, I mean, uh, fitness is so good for mental health and sometimes you just sit down with people and you talk to people about life and so, so to me you're, you're far more than just uh, a fitness genius right you certainly earned it and uh, I mean you're a conference speaker and, and you're uh, and, and whatever right but uh, yeah so uh, yeah I'm so glad you're part of Creed and is there any difference between coaching like when you were a young dude and, and well you're still young dude but any difference in your coaching style between now and then yeah, definitely. Uh, I've matured quite a bit. Um, back when I was younger, uh, when I first started out, people I, I thought people would be training just like I want to train. And uh, if you see the way I train, I train super hard all the time. And so uh, I have a couple friends that would come out and train and I'm sure uh, you could ask those people if they listen, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll remember how bad flashbacks, but I'd make them run stairs and then uh, we'd be lifting weights, heavy weights, and then we'd go back and doing stairs. And uh, it, was just, it was just way too much volume and way too much. And uh, so I've definitely matured and understanding the, the human performance side uh, more and understanding like less is more. Like you want that optimal dose where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. And at the same time, you're going to be ready to compete. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. You certainly have a great, great knack for it. You know when to uh, push an athlete, uh, push, push, push one of your students, one of your clients, and then 
when to pull them back so it's benefit for them right and so uh i wish i was a young dude i'd have you coach me right now right um all right truth people want to know this your first go-to date buddy oh i maybe people don't i want to know <laughs> <laughs> my go-to now i'm gonna say it and then uh i'm gonna go on a date and they're gonna be like oh this is what you do with all the girls um go to i gotta go with uh i really like the rock climbing or bouldering vibe where you go you you're doing something physical but you can still talk and it's not like super awkward where like you can't talk or you know when you go to the movies there's no point going on a date first date in the movies because you're not talking so i like the bouldering uh date and then uh maybe uh off to like a a small coffee shop after just to, to finish it off. I love it. You're a good guy. Um, advice you give to a, a young coach or young athlete, like your top advice. You can pick either uh, athlete or, 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 or coach, like a younger version of yourself. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the advice that I would give is um, you don't need to know everything uh, and don't be afraid to ask the questions. Uh, I think, one of one of definitely my one of my uh, flaws uh, kind of as I kind of went up in the ranks was I thought that I shouldn't know this stuff already so I'd be afraid to ask that to someone that was you know farther along in their journey because I you know I wanted them to think that uh, you know I knew my stuff and that uh, I had everything in order uh, so asking those questions and, and not being afraid to say like hey uh, like can you show me how to do that. Um, that would have been uh, huge growing growing up. I learned that the hard way, and uh, I definitely had some mentors in my life that they they basically sat me down and they're like, you know, you belong at the table. Um, yeah. You don't have to be. Uh, you don't have to know everything. Um, you know, you're a good guy. You're a smart guy, but uh, just chill out a little bit, enjoy the ride. So, <laughs> I mean, that'd be the advice, face, right? Yeah. And now you're smiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's one thing that, and that's great advice. And we can use that anywhere in life, right? If, if we're struggling and not having the answers about our marriage or our parenting or in our career, like ask, find somebody that, that, that understands what you're going through and ask, get the answer and just work at it. And so I see that in your life a lot, right? Like you're not afraid to ask right now and because uh, and, and, you want to know and you want to be able to apply. So good advice there. Thanks. Um, if there's one exercise, you asked me this, so I'm going to pay, pay right back to you. If there's one exercise that you would do for the rest of your life, only one, what would you pick? I think sorry, I, know. Sorry. I I said you'd pick core, but, uh, prove me wrong. I think I, I, core is a good one. I like your answer for the plank. I think the plank is good, but I think I would go with a deadlift. It's uh, it's a compound movement. It's full body. You're getting your posterior chain. You're getting your core involved, your grip strength. Uh, if you think about it, we hinge so much in our daily life, or we should, that uh, it would transfer right through. So I'd choose a deadlift. So posterior chains mean butt. <laughs> yeah, backside of the body. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so that's like your, your butt, your hams, lower back, mid-back? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it attacks a lot of different things depending on uh, kind of which uh, – technique you're using but uh yeah you're it's just a full body movement if you think about awesome. it awesome uh you asked me this question and i gave a religious answer so <laughs> uh book book recommendations 
Book recommendation, uh, one from the fitness side is, is definitely, it's called CEO Strength Coach by Ron McEfree. A really, really good book. He dives into a lot of uh, his journey coming up as a young strength coach and, and how to build a business as well. So really, really like that book. Uh, on the kind of the mindset, um, I believe it's called Peak Performance. I'm not sure yes. exactly who the author is, but uh, really, really good book. Uh, preventing burnout and different stuff like that. Because uh, I'm definitely someone that uh, kind of goes over the top with, uh, with my schedule. So burnout is definitely uh, something that I have to watch out for. Uh, good advice. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, you ready for one more dare? All right, let's do it. Because you don't, you don't really show off. So I dare you to do a push-up challenge. You got 30 seconds. You got to do as many push-ups as you can, and you have to post the video somewhere connected to this video. All right, I'll take that dare. All right, and now <laughs> I want to uh, take it. Uh, do a mutual dare, though. Okay, this is a two-part thing. So uh, for the listeners today, I want to encourage you also to do a a 30-second uh, push-up challenge, and but you have to post the video. So you have to do your 30 push-ups. You got to film it. You got to post the video attached to this. And what we want to do, what I want to do, if with your permission, Jamie, is uh, put your name in a hat in our next podcast. Maybe it's going to be on, uh, you know, grit on whatever that is, and, and we'll we will draw a person's name and give a gift card for uh, uh, the the restaurant of the choice, a $50 gift card. Um, so that, uh, yeah. What do you think of that there, there, Jamie? I'll take it. Okay. And I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to do uh, 30 second push-ups myself and see if I can, and, uh, uh, beat you. I'm an old man. And so, we're, but we're going to say any type of push-up, right? Not like military wide grip. It's just any type of push-up. I'll stay true to my, uh, my occupation and I'll do military. Okay. I'm going to stay true to my personality, wide grip. Work on the chest. All right, perfect. <laughs> Bring it on. Bring it on. So the challenge is this. Last dare. You're going to do as many push-ups as you can in 30 seconds and record it, attach it somehow to however we post this video. And every listener, if you want to participate in this challenge, if you put your video online where this is connected, 30 seconds, as many push-ups as you can, your name will be entered into a $50 restaurant choice of uh, gift certificate for you. So make sure you, I'm going to jump in here and uh, make sure that you tag at Creed Martial Arts Ottawa on Facebook and at Creed Martial Arts on Instagram. Sweet. Uh, Jamie, it's been so much fun uh, interviewing you and our next podcast, there are no, there are no uh, paybacks here. I hate paybacks because <laughs> they just get worse and worse and worse and so I want to know the questions you're asking me. So I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to our, our podcast, getting to know Jamie a little bit more. There's a lot more that you can get to know by asking him questions and literally uh, fill his inbox if you have fitness questions because he likes to answer and he likes to help people. So thanks a lot, Jamie. All right. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Creed Martial Arts Podcast. Comments, shares, and likes are always appreciated.